There we go. Excuse me, I apologize. I was on mute there for a second. Don't know how that happened on the calling church. Well, good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Rob Hell, Withered Hand Ministries. And uh, we're on this book called Why Pray by John DeBerrys. He's a missionary, former missionary to uh, India. Started a, several churches there. Was was struggling planting churches. Had been doing for several years, and he started this uh, this prayer program, getting the people of India to pray, the converts that he had to pray, um, and then things changed suddenly, and churches started getting planted left and right, people getting saved left and right. See, prayer changes things. We know that. Uh, the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or person availeth much. And, and that's that's a fact. That's a fact. You, if you want revival, we need the intercessors first. We need prayer first. If you want revival here in America? We need the people to start praying. And there's no reason, no reason for the church not to pray other than the devil comes and steal and kill and destroy and try to take away that seed of prayer out of your life. Today we're on day eight. Um, it takes two feet to walk. <laughs> it takes two feet to walk. I might have mislabeled that on Facebook. If not, I'll, I'll change the letter. But anyway, Father God, Lord, we come to you this morning in the name, of, the sweet name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask you, Father God, that you place your hand upon this service today, this devotional, and that you manifest your Son, Jesus, in it. You manifest your Son, Jesus, in me. You manifest your Son, Jesus, in those listening Father God, and let your countenance bless them and lead them and guide them into a deeper walk with you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Brother John tells day eight, it takes two feet to walk. It starts like this. We've seen that prayer is not some alternative to our many humanistic programs. As if we could say, if all else fails, pray. Prayer is a relationship with the creator of the universe. We were made and redeemed for communion with him through prayer. This relationship is unique to us. Neither animals nor angels can enjoy such intimacy with God. We need to approach this in a balanced way, however, for we do not want to draw the conclusion that all we need to do is pray and everything will happen. Nothing could be farther from reality. You know, faith without works is dead. Amen. Prayer is part of the process of walking with God. One of the earliest references to walking with God in Genesis 5, 22-24, Enoch walked with God 300 years. Enoch walked with God, and then he was no more because God took him. Enoch and Elijah were the only two human beings to escape death. Both were translated directly from earth to heaven. See Second Kings 2. Both enjoyed intimacy with God. And obviously both were filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, because the born-again experience is in Christ Jesus, even King David talked about being born again before the cross, a thousand years before the cross. 
And we find that through relationship, Elijah and Enoch could get so close to the Lord that the Lord would just soon just take them before they die. A lot of people believe that these will be the two witnesses, Enoch and Elijah, that comes back uh, to the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem during the time of the tribulation. And if you don't know that story, that's a fantastic story. And we have a real good chance of seeing that uh, in this generation. The two witnesses will go and they will preach the gospel. The whole world will see it. The world will rail against them, will war against them, will actually kill them. And they'll lay dead in the streets, I think, for three days, the Word of God says. And then suddenly they're going to get up and preach the gospel again. <laughs> There's a testimony for the world to see in here. One of the most stubborn. Well, unfortunately, the Bible talks about if you don't receive the truth and you reject the truth, and then he'll let a lie come into your life and you'll believe the lie and nobody else will tell you different. And right now, I have a I have a relative of mine that suffers from that. Uh, he uh, has basically all his life rejected the truth and gone after other things. Uh, although in his mouth, he said he accepted it, but his deeds, the fruit on the tree, says he rejects it. And you know, and he believes some crazy stuff. Schizophrenia has kicked in on. And because he rejected following the truth. That's, that's my personal opinion. Anyway. All right. Continue on here. Uh, Elijah, were the, uh, Enoch and Elijah were the only human beings who escaped death. Both were translated directly from earth to heaven. See Second Kings 2. Both enjoyed intimacy with God, and obviously both were filled with the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to walk with God as Enoch did? Think for a moment about walking. What happens if you try to use your right foot while your left foot is planted firmly on the ground? You go around in circles, getting nowhere. The same thing happens if you try walking with your left foot, except that you go around in circles the other way. In order to get anywhere, you need to use both feet. Prayer and work are two spiritual feet God has given us, and we need to use them, both of them. On the other hand, Christians who pray without working may also be so he heavenly-minded that they are no earthly good. In fact, being close to God in prayer always results in our receiving work to do. Amen. <laughs> Through prayer. Think about the agenda of the Lord. He's come to seek and to save that which is lost. He's come to give life and that more abundantly. And think of the agenda of the Satan. He, he comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And he's a liar from the beginning, a murderer from the beginning. And that's his agenda, is to steal, to kill, destroy, to murder, and, and to, to defeat, if he could, if it was possible, the Word of God, which he cannot for those who trust in the Lord. Amen? But he keeps trying. He's relentless in that fact. Thank God for the millennial reign when he'd be locked up for a thousand years and his uh, his demons will be running around with their head cut off knowing not what to do. But evil will still be in the land. 
Matter of fact, after a thousand years, Satan's going to be loose, and he's going to raise up an army. The Bible says it'll be like the the, the sand of the sea. Uh, there's a numerous amount of people who want to war against God. I don't understand people who like losing battles, but they do. All right, the Western church may be compared to a little boy trying to fly a kite on a windless day. Oh, I backed up. I'm in the wrong spot. All right, uh, God won't work through them if they will, are unwilling to work as well as pray. On the other hand, some Christians are always working but have little time for prayer. A friend asked me why I wasted all that good time in a board meeting praying for our mission. You have been called to work and do and do business, he said. You accomplish nothing when you spend your time praying. God expects us to do something. Christians who are constantly working without praying have never experienced that glorious, many-faceted relationship with Jesus that we focus on in our first set of readings, day one through seven. Further, they reduce Christianity to little more than a human effort. Everything can be explained in their churches. There is no mystery about what is happening. They have no more supernatural power than can be found in the good works of the local Rotary Club. This is not to demean Rotary Clubs and other helpful, helpful organizations, but merely to point out that they are not the church. All the great work they can do be explained on the level of common sense and wonderful of a wonderful organization. They can do it in all without prayer. They work. The body of Christ is supposed to be in a community of people who walk with God in a balanced spiritual life of prayer and work. Prayer always leads to work, and work always grows out of prayer. When the two are combined, inexplicable things can happen. When prayer and work go together, the results exceed the plane of common sense. The church that prays and works lives on the plane of the supernatural. <laughs> Amen. This guy knows what he's talking about. The Western church may be compared to a little boy trying to fly a kite on a windless day. He runs furiously up and down the sidewalk, pulling his little kite behind him, and as long as he runs, the kite flies. The moment the little fellow stops, the kite plunges to the ground. His problem? The wind isn't blowing. The Western Church, with its members burned out from endless programs, seminars, classes, committee meetings, planning sessions, and organizational flow charts, is much like that little boy. We are too often trying to carry the church and its programs by our own efforts. The wind of the Spirit is not blowing. What the church desperately needs is a new wind of the Spirit. But when the Spirit comes, we must not stop working or consider our work less important. The Spirit fills our work and lifts it up far beyond the world of human expectations and limitations, doing immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine. Lord, I feel you. Thank you, Lord. Can't you just see Ezekiel praying by the river and suddenly caught up into that whirlwind, into that light show of the wheel within the wheel, being lifted into the heavenly plains, hallelujah, being, whoo, Lord, God, did the Spirit of the Lord come on and just take his consciousness, his spirit, his being, his reality, and puts it into the throne room of God? 
where he witnesses the beast with the four faces, the face of the human, the face of a lion, the face of an eagle, and the face of an ox. Hallelujah. The one who serves, the one who rules, <laughs> the one who has supernatural vision, and the one who has kindness towards humanity. Can you not see that? <laughs> this man's got, this man, John DeRose, has got this chapter right. Faith without works is dead. Prayer without works is futile. <clears throat> Prayer should be the basis that gives us the direction of the work. We should be led by the Spirit. Not leading the Spirit. Led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. We, we can have compassion in a situation, and God can move because of that compassion. There's no doubt about it. But out of, outside of that compassion, our love for Him and what He would have us to do. Amen. Reflection and discuss. Which tendency, work or prayer, more accurately marks your spiritual life and that of your church? Well, I can thank God at Lee Street. we got some praying folk down there. We could use some more. We could use more intercessors. And we're praying that way, and we're looking that way, and we're expecting that way. Even as Elijah told his servant, go look and see if what the cloud, where the clouds at. <laughs> go look and see. Go look and see that the wind's going to blow and the cloud gather together and, rain, and the rain's going to come. Servant, Elijah told us. <laughs> Next thing you know, the servant's coming back saying, I can see a small cloud about the size of a man's hand way off in the distance. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The expectation of the Lord. And we were expecting his goodness and his mercy. All right. Praise God. Good, good day. Prayer takes two feet. Prayer and work. Father God, Lord, I pray that you bless all those that hear this message today. That they, too, will be filled with your goodness and your mercy even as they enter into expectational prayer of what to do, what to say, where to go, who to be as far as, you know, as far as the work is concerned. Either way, we're a servant of your spirit, Father God. If we're called to leadership, if we're called, if we're called to being the janitor, just whatever, whatever your will is, Father God, let us let us know it expectantly in its fulfillment of the life of ourselves and others, Father God, seeing your great kingdom grow and bringing workers into the harvest, Father. For we pray for workers, intercessors, doers of the word, not hearers only to come into the service of the kingdom, Father God, to come to the service here at Lee Street and at Judah Church, Lord, here in Bristol to the many churches that are around, there in the Philippines, Father God. There where Brother John Bailey is and his ministry is growing and going. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We love you and we appreciate you for leading us and guiding us and taking us to where we need to go. In Jesus' holy name we pray and ask these things. Thank you, Father. Amen. All right. Hello, Karen, dear. Deal. Nice to meet you. I'm done with the day. Goodbye and God bless. We'll see you now.